you announced layoffs from Hawaii. Yeah, it's a tough situation, but everyone knew everything that had happened. They knew why you were there. Oh my gosh, I'm very transparent with, they knew the cancer, oh, you're very dementia, transparent. Yeah. mental health issues that my kids are going through. They knew everything. And so people really appreciate it. Honestly. It has the potential of, of not being a great odd. Totally. I'm Scott McGrew. Welcome to Sand Hill Road. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Amazon telling employees it's going to cut another 9,000 jobs and Apple uh, reportedly trying everything it can to avoid uh, job cuts of its own. When companies lay off, their marketing department, or maybe their lawyers, or maybe lawyers in their marketing department, send out a statement with lots of corporate words like evolving macroeconomic landscape. Here's a layoff announcement from a company called Gainsight. Like many of our peers in the tech industry, Gainsight has felt the impact of continued economic uncertainty in response to the evolving macroeconomic landscape. And after a comprehensive review, we made the very difficult decision to reduce our workforce by approximately 5%. It is so hard because these are human beings, right? So you, of course, are in a conference room with the leadership. You have spreadsheets. It's very clinical. And then you try to remember these are human beings. Now, this week on Sand Hill Road, inside a layoff with Gainsight CEO Nick Mana. After several quarters of slow sales, the customer relations software maker cut staff. Every quarter, Scott, we were like, well, maybe the next one will turn around and we don't have to do anything. Honestly, we, we probably did layoffs a little later than most companies. And so we ended up doing with them, obviously, with a heavy heart, but also knowing that this, to make the business sustainable, you know, this was the right move. And so you have these two competing thoughts where you're like, these human beings are affected. You have empathy for them and you need to run the business in a way that's sustainable. I realize there's not this this sudden moment where you realize, okay, this is what we're going to do. It, it it grows and evolves. Right. But at some point you say, all right, let's do this. Yes. T- tell me about that day. Late May, we were at the point where we're like, well, we probably need to start doing the analysis, say if we have to do it, here's what we do. And then early June, we're like, okay, when, when fortunately had to do this. And so actually in the same week, um, we had uh, several life events all at the same time. So we started planning, you know, a reduction in force, which we then about two weeks later executed. And so we had this offsite to start planning it. And unfortunately, my dad passed away that week. And actually, my oldest graduated from high school. So there's a, a, a lot of emotions that week. But that was sort of early June when we had this offsite. And then, of course, you can imagine 
you don't know how much you need to cut then. So you're doing the analysis, really making it thoughtful at an individual level. It's very hard because everyone we cut were great human beings, great performers. This wasn't a, hey, let's cut all the lower performers. This was, there's certain parts of our business that aren't working right now. And specifically those were the, the stuff about getting new clients, right? That's sales and marketing. Our existing customers, you know, we want to keep supporting them. So we have a customer success team, which is about supporting them. We've got a research and development team, which builds the new products. We hardly touch any of that at all. Like very, like tiny, maybe 1% or la- actually less than 1%. Unfortunately, our new business slowed down a lot because as we talked about, buyers had slowed down. And so we had to cut the sales and marketing more significantly. Sales and marketing teams would say, no, that's the last thing you should yes. cut, right? You know, because the, with sales, that's what brings in money. And marketing, that's how people hear about us. But realistically, you saw that the clients you had were starting to slow down Correct. or even close For several, down. several quarters, some closed down, some slowed down. You know, we had some companies that customers that or venture backed. And as you know, Scott, the funding environment had dried up. They had to cut, cut costs a lot. They themselves were doing layoffs, honestly, usually much bigger, 10, 15, 20%. Ours is 5%. By the way, I don't say that minimally because it's still- No, I do. Those are all people. Beings affected. Yeah. yeah. But that's right. Now you're owned by private equity. You're not owned Correct. by- Correct. Based to equity partners. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so does, is there pressure from above in that sense? It's interesting. No. I mean, for us, I mean, every, every firm is different. Every company is different. Sure. In this case, um, you know, I try to be very proactive. So I was like, look, here's the situation. We four quarters in a row we missed. Here's the 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 bottom line. You know, we're not going to be able to get to the sustainability we want. I think we probably need to look at this. And then they were like, well, that's, you know, kind of ahead of the curve. Now, you might say, why be ahead of the curve? And I'm like, well, if you're ahead of the curve, you have to cut less later, right? Yeah. The further, the longer you wait, the more you have to cut for the same amount of savings. And so I said, if we're going to do this, let's do this right and do this fast. And then I'll talk more about, we did some unique things to try to be empathetic about it. But nonetheless, it's hard and hard on the people. Most like it's not, it's like you shouldn't focus on your own emotions. It's hard on the people affected. That's the real bottom line, but also the right thing for our business. And and I think you're right about doing it hard and quickly in that this always would have a devastating effect on the morale of those who actually kept their jobs. Right. You know, well, when does the next round come? Yes. Come? And you, no CEO can guarantee. You know, I absolutely promise that I will never cut again. But if you cut enough, you reduce the likelihood. Correct. And soon enough, both of those. Enough yeah. and soon enough. That's right. Did you step in and when the when it looked like this is where we're going to cut, did you step in and say, no, not him, not yeah. her? Yeah. I mean, I stepped in and I, of course, respect my team because they know a lot more about these people than I do. Yeah. But one of the things I did was, hey, is this really the right decision? Right? Could they do a different job? Actually, a number of people, we rather than cutting, we moved into other jobs that actually had more need. And so beyond you know, about 60 people, beyond those, there were you know, probably a dozen people that we moved around in other more important jobs and they were kind enough to be open to that. So we try to be... Um, a little more precise and more, you know, top down than you might be in running a day-to-day business. And that meant in some areas, hey, do we, have we kind of unfortunately cut enough? And other areas, hey, is this the real right decision? Or are we making the easy decision that's not the right one? How did you deliver the news? Great. Yeah, it's a really good question. This might be where it's a little unusual. So 
the thing I did right away when we knew we were going to do it, literally, as I mentioned, unfortunately, my dad passed away that week on a, on a Saturday. On Monday, I took my mom to Hawaii to kind of get away because she'd been the caregiver for my dad for a long time. He had dementia, yeah. Parkinson's cancer. So I took her to Hawaii. Very privileged to be able to do that. But, you know, still working and it's a tough situation. So that Monday in Hawaii, I recorded a video and said, I'm, you know, I want to be transparent with you. We're working through potentially making cuts. I know it's really hard for Nick, you. To I, I still have my dad and I am so lucky uh, for that at our age. Uh, and I get what you were doing with your mom, but you announced layoffs from Hawaii. Yeah. It's not, it's not, you know, it's a tough situation, but everyone knew everything that had happened. They knew why you were there. Oh my gosh. I'm very transparent with, they knew the cancer, oh, you're very dementia, transparent. Yeah. mental health issues that my kids are going through. They knew everything. And so people really appreciate it. Honestly, it has the potential of, of not being a great optic. Totally. And I, I'm, I, the thing I do is very transparent. So I'm like, yeah, this is exactly what's happening. I'm not, yeah. I'm not pretending. And I'm, by the way, I'm at 4am in the morning, I'm out there and making a video to explain to people. So I think they appreciated the reality yeah. of the situation. The people who know you, and I, yeah. maybe I was jumping in in your defense for those who don't know you. Yeah. yeah. And but your employees know you and they knew you were taking care of your mother exactly. after your father died. That's exactly right. You don't yeah. take, I mean, By the way, I'm a person who's most concerned about being transparent and honest. And then I think generally that actually what, is what people care about. And so what we did, Scott, is I told people in this video, you know, in a few weeks, two weeks specifically, we're going to have to make some cuts. Here's a clip of that video sent to Gainside employees. You know, if there are people affected, which, you know, they're in these reorgs, there are people that would be affected. Um, I want to make sure you know that we're going to do everything we can to take care of them. Or you, if you're the, that person financially and otherwise, you know, I feel like a big hallmark of the company's culture is how you treat people on the way out or how they treat you on the way out. And uh, we need to live up to that. You know, CEOs often say it's so hard for me. I'm like, no, it's hard for the people affected. And so, you know, of course, you send you send an email, you do a Slack post, and you explain it, explain why, you know, where the cuts are. You know, prior to that, there's a couple of things we did differently. Number one, you know, we our managers called every person. There was no deactivating of the email. There's no you know, can't log in. I was talking to some people. People have gone through that. Then number two, we gave them you know several weeks to be at Gainsight be able to keep working actually like about six weeks to be on payroll and then severance after that. And then one of the things there is you can just say goodbye. You know, you can actually, it's so hard still, but you can say goodbye. And then probably the most different thing, and some people might say, why'd you do that? I actually did as a CEO calls with every single person affected, at least all the people that were open to it. It's probably about 55 out of 60. Yeah. And I, you know, talk to each one. I said, first of all, I'm sorry you're going through this. I'm not going to talk about my feelings. I'm sorry about you. Most importantly, how can I help you in the job search? And I've now done dozens and dozens and dozens of introductions and references to try to help them. I'm not trying to say I'm great. I think this was the responsibility of the employer to do that. And yeah, then sort of, you know, again, you know, no, there's no easy way to do this, but just feel, fit our ethos of transparency, vulnerability, helping each other in good times and bad. The five people that wouldn't take your call, I assume you understand. Totally. Like I told everyone, like if you're in a place where you want to take some time, by the way, I think those folks all said, I want to take some time and then talk. Yeah. It's, you should take care of yourself. Don't feel bad if you're going to go to take on a vacation for a month, if you're going to go, you know, so, you know, just take care of yourself. If you're jumping right back into the job search, one person said, I want to jump in today. And by the way, I respect all those people. There's that classic uh, scene in Up in the Air, right? Oh my gosh, great movie. 
Great. <laughs> you movie. know the one I'm talking about. I hundred percent know what you're talking about. That movie, I think show I everyone that does a layoff should watch this George Clooney movie yeah. and Anna Kendrick. And it's just shows you the inhumanity of how people often do it. In this case, they hire a third-party firm to do it. Yeah. Some people just shut off the email. And by the way, I understand some big companies have to do that from a security perspective. Yeah. And who am I to question a, a big company? Because I'm running a 1,300-person company. But I do think that there's a level of like remembering they're not just a row in a spreadsheet. I did an interview with uh, Patty McCord, who is the HR director at Netflix. Right. She's legendary. Legendary. Yeah. Big, right? are, are you in the same job you had when you uh, graduated from college? No, I am not. You're I not. From place to place. Oh, you went from place to place like we all do. Up the ladder. Up the yes. ladder, around the ladder, yes. however through the ladder. So she is yeah. the queen of good goodbyes. Right. And that moniker, she gave it to herself. Yeah. Uh, she is famous, essentially, for laying people off and... And, you know, I, when I first talked to her, I just had this horror about, and the way I have not ever been laid off, the, the thing that I think I would be angry about is, you know, we're talking in the NBC studios right now. When we were, you know, about a mile away at a smaller building back, what, 20 years ago, I helped carry boxes into this building. And if my position is no longer needed, I get that. On the other hand, I helped build this place. Yes. You know, I mean, literally carried cardboard boxes back and forth. Um, there's some justifiable, wait a minute, I, from an employee, I am Gainsight. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that's, I have empathy. It's interesting because there are situations, many situations in life, you can have empathy for, or at least understanding of both sides. As you just said, Somebody's running a business. They have to deliver value to customers, shareholders, be sustainable. And there's an employee who felt like, I built this place, right? And I would say that we had some people that were at Gainside a year because we hired a lot. And those people, we had very generous severance and things like that. Those people, you know, they're not excited, but all of them were really grateful to have the time and the good severance. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the hardest thing is the longtime people. And I have so much empathy for yeah, them. Yeah, be like, I, I, I made the logo. They did. Yeah. They, they made this place what it is. I, you know, so much empathy for them. I um, also know that things do change as Patty, I'm sure, feels the same way. Things yes. change in a business. There's different business needs, but you can't ignore the two. There's two sides that are equally valid. And I think those people that have a long time or you just have more responsibility to help them, to be there for them, you know, can, you know, anything you can do. Because I would say those people, one of the things that I feel privileged about is whether somebody's, you know, fired or, you know, some people left voluntarily over many, many years, 11 years running Gainsight. Many of them, many years later, text me and say, hey, Nick, can I get some job advice? Could you be a reference? Mm -hmm. And I feel lucky about that. I don't feel like, I'm not like, oh, I'm such a great person. I'm like, whoa, that's amazing if you can maintain those relationships, even if somebody was, you know, fired or they left or whatever. And the last thing I'd say, Scott, is one of the thing I, things I advocate for is Sometimes companies are very happy to lay off employees and almost clinical about it. But then if an employee chooses to leave, it's almost like they're like, you're dead to me. Like, I'm not going to talk yeah, to you. Yeah, isn't that funny? It's horrible. Yeah. 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 Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, 
now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. One of the reasons I invited you is I knew you would be honest yeah. uh, and and very transparent about what happened. You know, when I asked you the question, did you, you know, get in there and pluck a name from the, you know, the goodbye pile back into the he's staying or she's staying pile? And you said, yeah, I did. Um, where does the honesty and empathy that is definitely part of your personality. Where does it come from? I, it's funny. People ask me that a lot. You know, where does the desire to be transparent and honest come from? And I'm not sure, except I don't know how to do it any other way. And I do, one of our kind of, our whole purpose statement at Gainsight is to be living proof you can win in business while being human first. And the idea is whether you're a CEO or you're an employee or you're a family member, customer, you can eat, treat all those people like rows on a spreadsheet and it's sort of what happens in business or you can remember they are human beings. It doesn't mean you can't do a hard thing and give them feedback or let them go or tell the customer they're wrong, but you can't forget that's a human being at that customer is trying to get promoted. That's a human being in your company that's nervous about their job and be able to hold these two things at the same time of building a winning business and be human first. So that's, it's very deep in our company, but I think for me, Scott, I just, I don't know, over the years, I've leaned into it more and I'm like, people really like it. And I'm like, why does everyone not do it? <laughs> I don't know. Just a few months before you had to dismiss people from your company, Glassdoor uh, rated you as far as whether you were a good place to work. Right. Uh, can you remind me where you came in on the world's <laughs> list of good places to work? You know, we were number one. and I, I, you know, I In the world. In the world above any other company. And of course, that felt great from an ego perspective. And But also, I think the thing we felt then, and by the way, we feel heavily now, is, you know, you're, you're number one for now. And how do you keep yeah. re-earning re that from <laughs> I kind of feel like, just like with a customer, you got to re-earn your employee's business every day. Now, interestingly enough, like, our glass door actually surprisingly hasn't changed with this really tough decision. I think it could easily. And I think I'm very humble that like it could be, you know, you never know what happens, but um, I think it's, you got to keep on top of it. And just like you, you know, you have to, you, you, you have a business, you have a, you know, shows that you want to maintain your ratings and it's the same thing here. You got to keep on top of it. And employees have every right to rate employers and to give them feedback and sometimes tell them they're not doing a good job. I interviewed you shortly after the um, you won, Gainsight won, number one place to work in the world. And we talked about all the nice things at Gainsight. And then both of us a little bit anticipated, well, we are in tough economic times. Yeah. And I asked you, you know, wh what? it's a fun place to work. 
If you don't have to lay off employees. And then you told me, quote, we've tried to manage things, you know, as carefully as we can. For example, slowing down hiring early and slowing down our expenses so we can take care of the teammates we have. Um, did you have any inkling at the time that that might be a thing you needed to do? You know, I think every CEO knows it's always a thing you might need to do if you're not, you don't, you're not probably a very aware CEO, but didn't know that we'd have, by the way, I don't like the word half, didn't know that we would choose to do it as the right thing for the business. At that time, we'd slowed down hiring a lot and we'd sort of gotten ahead of the curve on that. And our business was still not honestly hitting all of our targets, but it, the impact wasn't fully felt. And one of the things that over time I learned is, oh my gosh, all of these other companies are struggling and there are customers. So we knew sort of later on that the wave was coming for us, which eventually did. And, you know, we're still doing okay, but not the same as we were. And so initially it was like, hey, maybe we'll have to do it, maybe not, but let's hold off. And then another quarter, maybe we'll do it, maybe we'll not, let's hold off. Kind of hold off, hold off, hold off. Now, one of the things, Scott, that gave us some fortune to to do a 5%, which still is human beings, but not a 10% or a 20%, like some companies, is we had slowed down. So, you mm -hmm. know, this is one lesson, which I think I still didn't do enough of, but it's like, if you get too aggressive, you're setting yourself in terms of hiring and growth, you set yourself up for potentially a big come down on the other side where you have to cut a lot. And I think some companies, you know, it's almost like, why not make the bet and grow a lot? Because all you have to do is cut people later. It's not that big of a deal. And that's not that the way I feel deal. like. It's a pretty big deal, at least the way I feel about it. So yeah, I try to be a little cautious. We probably weren't cautious enough. Now, no CEO is going to tell me they're not optimistic about the future. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to presume you're going to tell me you're optimistic about the future. I'm optimistic about the future and uncertain about how quickly it happens. So that's the thing. Are we all optimistic about technology and growth and AI and things? Well, maybe AI is both optimism and pessimism. But are we optimistic about technology continue to grow? Well, seems unabated over long periods of time. But as you and I both know, there can be periods of downturns that can last six months, a year. I mean, the dot-com in some ways last like three or four years. Yeah, it did. Probably remember that. And I keep telling people, we don't know. We don't know. Everyone would love it to rebound next quarter. It's right around the corner. I don't know, you know, with interest rates, inflation, technology, AI, there's so many variables, you know, political conflicts, wars. And so I don't think any of us really know. And so that's what I tell our employees is, I don't know. I would love to know. If somebody gave me that information, if we're like in back to the future, we kind of travel to the future, you know, I could know. That'd be amazing. But I don't. I don't think anyone knows. So it's good to be prudent right now, which is what we're trying to do. Are you gun shy about hiring the next employee? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Like, it's funny, like, again, the, you know, the typical CEO answer would be, we're super optimistic about the future. We're hiring. I'm like, no, we're not trying to, you know, get ahead of our skis again. You know, we don't want to do that. And I think there is a, a bit of a reset where people overhired too much. And then you make all these promises to employees and you set these expectations. By the way, you also can't take your, your, your current employees, right? Because you don't have any money. And so, yeah, we're way more prudent and conservative. And that's hard. It's interesting because we did show up nicely on that glass door rating and of course got a ton of people applying to us. And it was felt so bad that they're applying to us in a time where we're not really hiring. You know, of course there's a couple of roles here and there, but in general, we are not, not really hiring. And that it's, it's hard. I wish we were, I think we will again, you know, when things rebound, but we're going to try to be prudent while we're in the downturn. And finally, for the CEO who's listening to this in a car and, you know, has been in meetings in which I think we need to do this. I Do we need to pull the trigger? 
What advice would you give her or him? Yeah, I think that the, a couple of things that, I mean, I always am hesitant to give advice because the big thing is it's about, do you feel good about it? Sure. But is it you, right? And so I think some companies, maybe it is a Roth spreadsheet. That's how you do it. And that's how you do it. So I'm not going to judge you. But I think that if you aspire to a company with culture and values and, you know, basically transparency, Scott, you got to do that in good times and bad. You got to tell people that a layoff is coming or call them all after you did the layoff and help them with their job search. You can't hide when times are bad if you claim to have a great culture. You know, again, if you don't claim, it's fine, do whatever you want. But if you claim and then you hide and, and lose your transparency when things are bad, you've sort of given up on your culture and nobody will believe you. Nick Meta, CEO of Gainsight. Next week on Sand Hill Road, Converge was not in Silicon Valley before, if I understand that right. That is correct, yes. What in the world kind of venture capital firm isn't in Silicon Valley? Very good question. And Shu Argerwal, general partner at Converge and expert on neural networks and machine speech. Sand Hill Road is produced by Sean Myers under the leadership of Sarah Bueno and Stephanie Adruni. For more interviews with Silicon Valley's most influential entrepreneurs, check me out on TV at Press Here. That's Sunday mornings on NBC Bay Area and everywhere in the world on iTunes and at PressHereTV.com.